Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fuck is up? What it do? Good day to all the graduates out there. Congratulations. You enter in a new chapter in your life and just want to say you did it and you deserve it. And shout out to y'all, you know what I'm saying? Take a shot, take three shots, take 20, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, whether you fucked up or you sober, you completed that motherfucker. And ain't nothing good in life but completion, you know what I'm saying? I say that to say shout out to all my Keishas out there, you know, keeping it funky, like always. You know what I'm saying? Eating your bananas and fruits. And of course... You got to keep the water bottles to the left, only on the left side, because on the right, that means it's too warm. You know what I'm saying? You got to either drink it with room temperature or cold. Only room temperature, though. You know what I'm saying? I say that to say, for the love, we out here. And we're going to just start it off with what was the main attraction for this past weekend. Um, You just heard it with the choir. Shout out to the Sunday choir. They got it popping. They had niggas doing the two-step in the crib. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to come clean. I was knocked the fuck out. And then that's the first thing I heard. And that's what woke me up. And I will say that's a beautiful alarm clock. I may set that as my alarm clock because it woke me the fuck up. And mind you, it was 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's 12 midnight. Easter Standard Time for all the Eastern folks on the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure majority of us on the East was not the fuck out <laughs> waiting for this shit to start, but it definitely started. Anyway. All right, so Kanye and Drake did their performance for the free Larry Hoover campaign. It was in Los Angeles, and it was incredible, man. You know, you got the regular Kanye platform stage with the smoke. It looked cloudy. It looked like it was in the sky. You know, uh, Kanye wearing the GD hoodie and jeans with the SpongeBob boots was, was legendary in itself. You know what I'm talking about? And the fact that he's even selling that merch for $400 and $200 for the jeans and hoodies is a legendary moment as well. You know what I'm saying? I never in my lifetime would have thought GD merch would have been sold. You know what I mean? So shout out to the GDs on that. And, you know, also shout out to the BDs, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, but back to the concert, you know, the concert was lit. Kanye came out first. Well, before that, they actually started off with the choir. You know, Kanye gave us a glimpse of the Sunday choir, uh, the Sunday service, as you call it. Then him and Aubrey came out. They walked down. That was that was incredible in itself to see them walk down the Coliseum like that. It was like some magical shit. And then that that's what started Kanye set first. And of course, Kanye ran through his whole catalog. And as I'm watching that. I realized that, holy shit, nobody's really fucking with Kanye in the verses sense. And speaking of verses, it was an an unofficial verses, if you ask me. 
um, due to how they did the set. Kanye performed first, and then after that, Drake came out and performed a few of his hits. Now, I wish he would have performed his old classics um, because, like, during Kanye's set, he he performed the Find Your Love record, which he ended up producing uh, for Drake on his first album. And when Drake started his set, he did a rendition of 24, which is Kanye's record on the Donda album. Now, the rendition was cool. You know, the only grievance I have or gripe I have or whatever you want to fucking call it is I wish Aubrey did his classics. You know what I'm saying? But like it was moments when Kanye did the Say You Will. I was thinking to myself, like, damn, what if Drake come out and do his version, say what's real? And that would have been wild, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if he would have just did his classics, you know, like, you know, Kanye did the Find Your Love because he produced that. But like if Drake would have did the So Far Gone records or went to Thank Me Later and did Fancy or, you know what I'm saying? Even shit from Take Care, it would have been wild, bro. Like, I felt like the crowd would have gravitated more towards that shit and when it went bonkers like and i'm not even a big aubrey fan but just thinking of that type of shit as when kanye was going through his catalog it was making me feel like oh shit like drake about to go through his bag and you know what i mean and he went through his little bag like the only previous song that he did because it was fitting to the situation was god's plan but like ultimately like the record he did with Cuddy that he performed I felt like and this is a dope record but he could have kept that you know what I'm saying and he could have just went through his whole shit and that would have been a more hammer part and I felt like you can you can really hear the difference you can call it bias or favoritism or whatever but you can honestly hear the difference from the crowd reaction when Kanye was going through his catalog to when Drake was going through his in quote selection of hits because it was still hits but the crowd won't really react into it the same way as Kanye because when Kanye was doing his shit, it was like an overwhelming feeling. Like we always say the old yay, the old Kanye this, the old that, but it really felt like the old Kanye. Like we was watching the old Kanye. You know what I mean? Like he's who he is and you don't gotta like it, but you gotta respect it. But in that moment on stage when he was performing, it gave you that nostalgic feeling of the Kanye that we was fucking with back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And then when Arby came out, um, the rendition of 24 again was dope, but it was just like, I'm not gonna ever say lackluster because it's Arby, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, I felt like he could have definitely went through his catalog, you know? But it was it was cool. It was it was a little underwhelming from the masses. The masses would agree. They wish they he performed his classics and shit like that. Just like how Ye gave us that that overwhelming feeling because Ye took it back when he performed his his shit his catalog and then uh, Drake kept it modern. You know what I'm saying? But it was cool. And then at the end, they concluded it with the Forever track, which I kind of expected because. I was thinking as I'm watching it, how was they going to come back together to kind of end the show? I was either thinking it was going to do that or being that it was the Larry Hoover situation as far as uh, freeing Larry Hoover or that that was the message they were trying to send. I really thought they was going to end it with his son um, speaking the speech from the Donda album, which was on the Jesus Lord track. 
So that's how I thought they was going to end that to keep it like kind of back to the Larry Hoover message. But they did end it with forever. And that was dope to see that. And it was just dope to see two juggernauts in the game come together and perform. Not that we've seen it before, but after their recent beef and situation, it was dope to see them reconcile. And, you know, what I'm saying give give us a good performance for the people type shit you know what i'm saying so shout out to aubrey and, and yay for that you know and again shout out to the gds and shout out to the bds you know shout out to chicago you know what i mean and free Larry hoover because it's important to know that he did some wild shit but it's like you know he wasn't convicted for murders he was convicted for drug related crimes and six life sentences it's kind of ham for that so but that's to each his own you know how to you know how the feds do with that and you know what i'm saying but you know episode we'll be on episode 13 god damn dog i'm getting to the point where i'm forgetting what the fuck number we at i'm trying to keep i'm trying to keep up with y'all but we on episode 13 that's a fact you're welcome by the way you know what i'm saying this is your boy los I want to shout out to my Spotify listeners, to all my Apple listeners and all my SoundCloud listeners. Y'all niggas is loyal. You know what I'm saying? We getting to the end of the year and it's still a lot of bullshit that's out here. Of course, that's being that's happening. All right. So the gay Tupac came out and lied like most of the people thought. You know what I'm saying? If you're not sure who I'm referring to at this point, I'm talking about Juicy Smoothie. A.K.A. Zesty Italian, A.K.A. Jussie Smollett. He has been found guilty of lying to the police in regards to the situation where he stated it was a hate crime. Um, He originally stated that two MAGA supporters came and put a noose around his neck and spurred homophobic rants during the attack. And it ended up being two guys that he paid for to stage the situation. Um, He's going to appeal it, as I heard. But we knew it was cap. Because one moment you said when it happened, you was in the subway. And it was in a busy street in Chicago around the same area where they was filming Empire. So it would have definitely been videos of that. And we didn't see a video of that. So that's what made me feel like you was lying and capping. You know what I'm saying? And the moment you got on trial and you made your defense more so an envious situation, like he stated that because they had a gay relationship, that was more so reason as to why they was not trying to tell the truth. And it was more of them envious, but they came out immediately when they found out that the situation was going down and said that they got paid an offer for that so you know what i'm saying and to even call yourself the gay tupac is just the most wildest shit in the world but you know what i'm saying my only question of this situation is granted he's guilty he lied cap all that shit you want to call it in in virginia we say welling you know what i'm saying he should have stopped welling but my one question that I got to pose from this is if he does get jail time, because I feel like he shouldn't do extensive jail time. I saw that his max is up to three years. 
But if he was found and not only found guilty of lying, but if he ends up going to jail for lying, then why are these white women, more so white women, not doing jail time for lying about rape or lying about motherfuckers getting killed a la Emmett Till and shit like that? I just want to understand that. I'm going to let that one sit and marinate as well. You know what I'm saying? On that note, on the music end, you know, we got the Ross album that just came out. You know what I'm saying? And so with that being said, before I get to the Ross album, um, I saw some shit with Nikki where she came out and tweeted about her writing. And <laughs> um, she pretty much was talking about her in regards to her first album and her writing credits and the fact that she wrote most of her singles from the album but then she said something that caught me off guard and 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 i quote she said i probably wrote the whole album in its entirety so if you're saying probably then what do you mean by that (laughs) is either you wrote the motherfucker or you didn't so the fact that me me personally that she said that gives me the impression in the confession that she ain't write that shit you know what i'm saying and that's just kind of alarming because i do hold nikki to that high regard as one of the top of the top and but it's like my nigga if you saying probably it's like nigga is it it's like if you fucking you know whether you did this or you did that you know what i'm saying don't what the fuck you mean by probably so i thought that was kind of you know funny because at the same time not even that she said probably it was the fact that you provided this information to the people it wasn't like you was um not force of course but like it wasn't like you were asked this or this was like an interview and you came out and said this shit but you came out on twitter and started tweeting and you hit post and even if you didn't hit that motherfucker you approved that bitch and (laughs) it says probably so that was kind of alarming you know what i'm saying and i say that to say shout out to all the writers out there because apparently y'all niggas is making magic and at the aubrey the meek and aubrey situation it really don't matter who write the shit because what y'all niggas is thinking is as long as the song is dope then we fucking with it so shout out to nikki for that um like i said before the ross album came out richer than i ever been off the first listen i thought it was cool it was definitely i you can say it was better than his last album which was port of miami 2 but me personally, I feel like it it was if it was better than Port of Miami too, it was probably better than like a, a nod, but it wasn't like a, a, a slight increase because in the beginning of the album, like the first four, the five tracks, it was in, it was the album was sounding like album of the year contender up until it got to that wiggle record. The shit with him and Dream Dog, uh, he could have removed he could have kept that record. That shit was kind of, I ain't gonna say trash, but it was kind of, uh. And then, like, from the rest of the album, it was just, it was okay. It was only 12 tracks. My favorite track is the one with um, him and Benny. Don't know what that song is called off the top, but that shit was hard. Benny versus Crazy. And, of course, Benny is that guy right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Benny. Signed up with Def Jam. And... Obviously, with all that being said, Ross, in my eyes, doesn't have a bad album. So I'm definitely not saying Ross's album was bad or trash, obviously. 
but I don't think it was album of the year contender. It was just a dope album. As far as album of the year, I still have um, Tyler, Nas, and a few others, but mainly Tyler and Nas. And I will probably get a slight nod to Nas, but I can understand each person's feelings towards that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. So, of course, I was at the crib and, you know, I'm a sports nigga. So, you know, on some sports shit. And dog, like, shout out to Penna, bro. You know what I'm saying? She came in that motherfucking octagon and choked the, the, the goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, she handled the goat. Nunez tapped the fuck out. That's crazy. I mean, what's more crazy is if you put money on that, you are set. Oh, my God. They, like, they were saying it was a motherfucker that put, like, 300000 on uh, Nunez winning, too. Imagine losing that. <laughs> but shout out to Nunez because she's still the legend, but... Fuck, more so shout to Penna, man, because she did her shit. You know what I'm saying? And she got the title. You know what I'm saying? That's the one. And don't get me wrong, it took seven years to see an L from Nunez, but shit, it happened. And that's the that's the beauty about sports, man, because it's 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 always a rise and a fall. Not to say that Nunez is done, but we've seen the best of the best go down, man. We've seen Tyson get knocked out, even though I have my feelings with that. We've seen Ali, the GOAT, get knocked down. We've seen people take L's. We've seen pe- people take the beautiful wins. And that's just what sports is about, man. You know what I'm saying? That that definitely what happened. USC had a dope card. Um, my Ravens is hurt like a motherfucker, man. That shit is crazy. Like, every week, it's a new injury. Like, this shit is retarded. At this point, like, don't get me wrong, our record is dope, but I don't even want to see us advance because, like, we so fucking hurt, man. Know what I mean? Um, Sports-wise, man, you know, they shitting on Cam Newton, which is kind of sad because I want to see him flourish, but he's kind of, he's kind of, I don't want to say done, but he's he's definitely not the same Cam. And, um, you know, basketball, on the basketball side, bro, like, it's, it's, man, yo, it's, it's sad watching the Lakers, man, like, it, it truly is, like, and my, my, my problem that I have with that shit is, like, I don't put the full blame on LeBron, my main issue with the Lakers really is with Anthony Davis, it was a point in time, especially when he was in New Orleans, when he was absolutely top five, you cannot tell me no way in hell he wasn't top five in the league or in the world. Now it's like he's looking overrated, and that shit is sad. I think that's the saddest shit in sports right now for me because it's like we're watching a different motherfucking person. And part of it, you want to say, oh, when you go to a team with LeBron or when you play with LeBron, you got to sacrifice your 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 player status or whatever you want to call it and be this type of hybrid type of person like Bosh or Kevin Love. But – and that's somewhat, you know, true and understandable. But at the same breath, bro, we're talking about Anthony Davis. And the only reason why I don't fully subscribe to that idea is because the moment they got Anthony Davis, LeBron did everything in his power and voice to express that this was his situation. Like he told AD, this is your team. This is your shit. Like 
I'm going to defer to you. Now, I understand things are better easy said than done, but he gave that energy and action that this is your shit because LeBron know that he's at the, not the decline, because he's not declining, but he's at the end point of his career. So he's he definitely gave the keys to this man. And to see AD just fall back and be this shooter guard center motherfucker is like the wildest shit in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because at least Chris Bosh, like, he was the man of Toronto, but he won't uh, Anthony Davis talent as far as, like, when he was coming from Toronto. Like, AD in New Orleans was overwhelming. I don't know where that nigga is at. Whoever know where AD is at from New Orleans, please find that nigga. Because this nigga in L.A. is gone, bro. Like, yes, he got a ring, but... Currently, this nigga is looking. He's looking done. He's looking overrated. Like that shit is crazy. Like niggas is talking about trading Anthony Davis. Like that shit is wild, bro. And you know the sad part about that hypothetical situation. If you was to trade that motherfucker, watch how he probably picks this shit up. You know what I'm saying? And go back to the end quote old old him type shit. And that's wild. And then they always putting blame on Westbrook. And don't get me wrong, Westbrook ain't perfect, but he shouldn't get the full fucking blame when the whole team didn't play together. And that's the one thing I do put fault on LeBron as a player and as a leader because year in, year out, or see each season, you looking to swap teams, and or not swap teams, that's the wrong uh, phrase, but you looking to have a different team every fucking year and it's like it, it kind of becomes unrealistic it's like the last time we seen lebron go year in year out with the same squad was when he was with miami and that was his dynasty run and even then they was kind of switching it up because it won't like they had ray allen the whole time and they had certain pieces that they added but it's just like now we seeing a whole different team each year like next year if he ends up playing we don't even know if it's going to be the same team as this one. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like if LeBron would have just kept it simple and just kept it with the same squad, what they honestly should have did was sign Buddy Hill. They should have got DeMar, and they could have um, kept them two. They, they could have had those two shooters. They should have kept Caruso. You know what I'm saying? More than likely, they would have got rid of Kuzma and some other cats, but they could have added you know the same elite monk and has some pure shooters around these cats and then it would have been lebron ad some shooters around them they would have had some guards and even if they didn't get westbrook still they could have got another point that would have been more efficient because y'all looking for marquee players but whole time y'all old and y'all not playing chemistry basketball that's why y'all looking the way y'all looking now you know what i'm saying so that shit is crazy, man. You know, shit, but but other than that, shout out to Golden State because them niggas is balling. You know what I'm saying? Steph Curry is definitely the MVP favorite, and they should definitely go all the way as far as even a championship because before the season, niggas weren't even thinking about Golden State going to the fucking title, title game or the finals. You know what I'm saying? So that's the wild shit. And then they don't even got Clay right now. So as soon as you add Clay, give Clay like a good – month or two just to get his bones like i know he's been warming up and practicing but just to give him a good month or two of like game energy and game you know 
stuff and shit like that, then it's over. You know what I'm saying? And then on the East, you know what I'm saying? Like the top three seeds or the top three teams, in my opinion, is goddamn Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Chicago. And then um, out of respect, I would say Philly because of Embiid. But, you know, the Ben Simmons situation, I don't really have Philly coming out of that. But um, I can definitely see Brooklyn, Chicago, or Milwaukee being one of the teams coming out the East. You know what I'm saying? And then the West is really up is up for grabs between Golden State and Phoenix. And then everybody else is just playing their part. Like, no, no disrespect to Utah and... You know what I'm saying? Um, pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Just Utah. But, like, it's really Golden State and Phoenix that's, like, really showing at the moment to be the top two teams or the top teams in the West. And then the Lakers, they are they are for sure going to make it because of LeBron. As long as they stay healthy, I definitely have them making the playoffs. But I don't have them winning a fucking title. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to also say, like, yo... The thing with LeBron, yo, is insane, bro. I seen some shit with Stephen A where he was talking about how if Steph Curry wins another ring and an MVP, how we should be comparing him to Jordan more than LeBron and pretty much insinuating that Steph Curry would replace LeBron as in the GOAT conversation. That's fucking blasphemy. Like, that's the type of shit that annoys the fuck out of me, especially from our kinfolk that be saying this bullshit on these platforms and these moments where y'all trying to diminish LeBron. Like, if you feel about one thing on LeBron, that's cool. But to sit there and say he will replace LeBron in the GOAT conversation is retarded. Like, he didn't come back 3-1 against Steph Curry's team in the fucking finals. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Like, LeBron lost in the finals uh against Dallas with a J.J. Barrera and Jason Terry and shit, and that was a fault, but, like, we're not going to excuse this nigga's greatness, bro. Like, it, it it comes to a point where it's pure fucking hate, and it's, like, pathetic, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man, if you don't like LeBron, you don't like LeBron, but don't sit here and disrespect this man like that. Like, that's fucking insane, bro. Like, tell me a motherfucker that came back 3-1 in the finals. Exactly. Like, only Bron did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the fuck against the 73-win team. He's the reason why they acquired Kevin Durant. What? Like, y'all niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit be crazy, yo. Like, if you don't like LeBron, just say you don't like LeBron. Like, in that sense, I'd rather rather listen to Skip Bayless talk about LeBron and shit on LeBron than some bullshit like that. Because that's just like you coming out your ass trying to make content or trying to make a moment and you just sound dumb. Like, I don't give a fuck, like, I don't give a fuck uh, Steph Curry wins two more titles and get another MVP. He still ain't going to be over LeBron when it's said and done. He's not even over Kobe, which I want to talk about over LeBron. That shit is the fuck is niggas talking about. Steph Curry's not even over Tim Duncan as far as career accolades and shit like that. But you want to talk about GOAT conversation. Like, he Steph changed the game. He revolutionized the game as far as how the game is played. And that's actually a good and bad thing because, in a sense, he took away the fundamentals of the fucking game. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, he changed the game, so he solidified for that. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Keyshawn Davis, man, because, you know, Norfolk niggas not niggas out. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say shout out to bro. That's a hell of a debut to step into that ring. 
keep that momentum that you had in the Olympics and show that you bought that business. Norfolk niggas don't play. We don't talk a lot. We just do. You know what I'm saying? So definitely shout out to Keyshawn Davis. Hope to see you later on the pod. You know what I mean? Word. On that note, before we get to these sleepers, a.k.a. 757 Sounds, the one that inspired me for this one, um, dealing with the past couple of days, you know, we got to relax, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just the message that I got to tell the folks. You know, sometimes it's okay to get the bag, but we got to understand that we the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are the bag. And what's the point of getting the bag when we not maintaining ourselves, which is the bag? You know what I mean? So on that note, chill the fuck out. And this one, you know, is the good brother, Lucid. Shout out to the good brother representing Virginia Beach. And this is from his latest project, 757 Degrees. And it's on all DSPs. You know, I'm not a rapper. You know, I'm just saying I'm just speaking facts. Y'all definitely go check that out again. The project is called 757 Degrees, and this is the good brother Lucid, and the track is called Wusa. Let's get it. Yeah. Hey, Wula. They be on fake shit too flaw. Got me finna take shit too far. Think I need to calm down, Woosah. Got me finna take shit too far. Ooh. Ooh. Think I need to calm down, Woosah. Lately I've been taking vacations. Lately I've been working on patience. I've been on good vibrations. Can't let a fake hope take it. Life put a nigga through phases. Every single test I aced it. Feel like I was made for greatness. I gotta embrace it Me and mine talking blue faces Timeline talking who races Phone keep ringing outrageous Talking about trying to touch bases Niggas ain't spoken ages Now they wanna straight things out like braces I been in a homie yo stasis I ain't got time for it homie so safe I get aggravated by small talk Matter of fact anytime y'all talk They ain't even talking about commas I don't get excited by drama I done been crossed by fake friends Niggas I done let me mama so I'm always on edge, I should take drugs, but I don't trust Big Fum I see the way they be moving, I gotta say it's some music I know they tryna get views, I ain't the type to be tuned Attention's the drug they be using, and they be substance abusing Got them all stuck in confusion, I be removed, just stuck in the music Ooh love, they be on fake shit too flaw, got me finna take shit too far Think I need to calm down, what's up? Me. These little boys ain't my breed Please homie don't be naive hey. The table getting 
see. Y'all stay on that side, please. Yeah, I gotta protect my peace. Ooh, love. Baby, you don't fake shit too flaw. Got me finna take shit too far. Think I need to calm down, who's That was the good brother Lucid, and the song was called Wusa from his latest project, 757 Degrees. Definitely check that out on all DSPs. You know what I'm saying? Um, before we check out, again, this is episode 13 for the love. You know what I'm saying? Just want to, um, again, shout out to all my listeners, supporters that's been rocking with me for these past. 13 episodes y'all are definitely special you know what i'm saying we got more coming and for the suckers you know what i'm saying continue sucking because i don't know what else to tell you but grow up you know what i mean and at the end of the day the first lady of the united states back in the 80s was sucking dick you know what i'm saying and the president was selling crack you know what i mean i, I call that sucker shit you know or white privilege but to each his own you know what i mean so Continue sucking, you know what I mean? Word to Nancy Reagan. And continue hustling, you know what I'm saying? Because Ronald Reagan did it, so why not you? You know what I mean? So, Because you know on, on the kinfolk side, you know, when you're doing those similar activities, you got to write a tell-all book or become a rapper pretty much, you know what I'm saying? But apparently when you're the Reagans, you know what I'm saying, you can, you know, do those type things like you know suck some dick or you know sell crack and become the president of the united states or the first lady you know what i mean and you know i understand niggas get horny but at the same time it's just like you can wake up one day you know what i'm saying make some green tea eat your green bean casseroles and shit like that whatever white people eat you know what i'm saying shout out to my white people you know what i mean and be a president and provide crack to the people, aka the black community, aka the hood, aka the community that y'all niggas don't like, aka my kinfolk, aka you know what I mean, you know what I mean, <laughs> and you know suck dick because you just horny, like you don't got a husband, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Other than that, you know what I'm saying? Drink your waters, like I always say, you know, stay warm, stay cold, whatever the fuck the temperature is. And remember that both sides can be beautiful, you know, because at the end of the day as well, Michelle Obama came from O Block. You know what I'm saying? And Chief Keith dropped Love Sosa at the age of 16. You know what I mean? I only say that to say the man that sleeps on the floor can't fall out the bed. And I'm going to let that one marinate. On that note, for the love, episode 13, God bless.